This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community and host of All Things Testosterone. The TRT Community is a Facebook group of patients helping patients navigate the struggles associated with testosterone replacement therapy. We have educational resources at testosteronepodcast.com, including TRT-related clinical studies and a doctor search tool. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Man, I don't know why we both, uh, me, I don't know why I, and you did it too. As soon as I start, we've been talking for 15 minutes. As soon as I start recording, we're like, you got the sniffles sniffing and, into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I might need to start recording us multi-track so that I can mute those out. Yeah. Uh, so what's been going on? Not much. What's cool. been going on with you? Traveling, hanging out, working, podcasting. Nice. We went to uh, Midland, Texas, home of Texas Oil, last weekend. Yeah. That was fun, yeah. hanging out. Um, I posted something in the Facebook group, though, and uh, the f- it was a blog. So I guess the first point is um, I have written nine nine blogs in the last three or four years, mm-hmm. and I've written three this week. Wow! So. When I say I'm, I've gotten a little motivation, and, and that <laughs> tends to happen kind of cyclically um, every so however often I'll be super attached, super into it, super engaged for you know six months, 12 months, and then I'll just kind of do the bare minimum for a year. Yeah, yeah. But I'm back on it. Three awesome. blogs this week. Uh, one of them, the first sentence was, losing weight can be an incredibly difficult endeavor. And Absolutely it is. <laughs> well, this guy posted in the group and said, it's not difficult to lose weight. He put it in quotations. Uh, or he said, it's, it's, yeah, he says not difficult to lose weight. It's a simple equation. He went on about it. Um, but you know, I jumped in and everybody was, it was actually one of the only times in the group that we've been able to kind of argue and not end up blocking somebody or kicking somebody (laughs) out. It was, it was pretty cordial, but, um, I don't, I don't think that's easy. No. Uh, what I ended up saying to him is, uh, well, between me and you, an antonym of difficult is easy. And one of his main points was that he didn't say it was easy. He said it was not difficult. Mm-hmm. So I wanted yeah. to completely negate him automatically because by definition, if you're saying it's not difficult, you're basically saying it's easy. Right. But what I ended up doing is saying, he was he went on about how like it's got a, there's a process you can follow. It's calories in, calories out, that kind of thing. And just because something has a step process to follow doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's easy or doesn't mean it's not difficult. And I made the point that I could rebuild a transmission with the proper step process, the proper instructions, mm-hmm. but there's a reason that specialty shops exist. Right. If you take your car to get it repaired at a mechanic, nine times out of 10, they aren't the ones that'll rebuild the transmission. Even a mechanic sends it out to a specialty yep. shop. Yep. Have you ever have you ever done that? I have. So I've you've had, seen yeah. clutch packs stacked on a work like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it's simple, right? Because it's got a process. <laughs> got a step by step process. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I just I thought that was funny. And then uh, later on in the post, it was about um, what we're talking about today: semaglutide and uh, terzepatide. Which again, I didn't send you show notes, but I kind of like keeping you guessing. So the blog was about that, and this one guy posted an article, a screenshot of an article that says that these things cause cancer, and so my response, I was already a little bit aggravated with the first guy, so my response to him was to post a screenshot of an article that said uh, 
California needs to stop saying everything causes cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. I, once I, yeah, that little, what is it? P3, 3065 or whatever. What? Their proposition. Oh. Yeah. I st- started noticing that sticker on yeah. everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And for the record, I don't know fully. I have not fully researched these two medications in terms of cancer causing, mm. but they do put uh, disclaimers like that on a lot of medications. And it, it it's almost like they have to, if, if they do a trial of a thousand people and one person develops cancer while they're doing it, I feel like they have to put a disclaimer that it may cause cancer, yeah. whether it's related yeah. or not. Right. Causation versus what is it? Uh, Correlation. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So that's what we're talking about. Semaglutide. You know what that is? Uh, I heard you mention it a few times yeah. and then a couple, of, a couple of episodes on it a while back. So we've talked to Sean about it. And I feel like when when we talk to Sean, he's got so much knowledge, but he like I don't even understand what he's saying <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah. So uh, semaglutide or ozempic, um, well, so there's, there's two different ways you'll hear it. It's ribelsis or ozempic. And those are the, those are the name brands of the medis- the medication for diabetes. They package it as Wegovy, which is what we all hear about it, uh, referred to as for weight loss. So it's, it's FDA approved for diabetics. It's FDA approved for weight loss. Um, our brains use these hormones to regulate functions, um, for like everything, but it includes digestion and metabolism. Well, semaglutide mimics the action of GLP-1 class hormones. That's a glucogen-like peptide one helps regulate digestion and metabolism. So the more GLP-1 we have, the more full you're going to feel, you know, whatever. So it works like it's pretty simple, but it has... Uh, up until about six months ago, it was the best weight loss medication anyone had ever seen the FDA approve. Wow. And it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, side effects, diarrhea, nausea, constipation, vomiting, that kind of thing. Apparently cancer, according to old boy. <laughs> well, I did uh, once. I had never heard of semaglutide before. And I was pronoun- pronouncing it way off whenever I first heard about it. Semaglutide? S- uh, something like that. I That's how Ken remember. says it. <laughs> I don't even remember how I pronounced it, but as soon as I heard it from this podcast, I started hearing it everywhere. Yeah, it's just like it blew up. Yeah, and and that's not coincidence. I mean, it's only been FDA approved for a short time, um, six to eight months, something like that. Okay. So uh, Ken mentioned it to me, and you know, when he first mentioned it, I just thought, whatever, it's another weight loss medication. You know, whatever. Um, but the way it works is, is different than, than the way, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not like uh phenamine where it's going to make you antsy. Like you don't even feel yeah. that you're, that you're taking it. It's a once a week injection. Okay. Super easy. Um, yeah. So it took a while for, um, me to understand, even though he told me, no, this is different. It doesn't work that way. It yeah. is. It's different. And a lot of people are having a lot of success with it. So what it, what does it do exactly? It increases your GLP one. So it it increase it makes your insulin sensitivity better. Um, it tells your brain that you're full, but it does it in a way. Phenamine can have some of the same effects, but that I don't know. You've probably never taken phenamine before, but mm-hmm. it, it it's like speed. You sweat, you fidget, you're yeah. super highly highly uh, focused, but you're just you can't stop moving because it's a uh, it's like meth. I mean, it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. 
But these don't do that. You can't even tell you're on them and because all they're doing is like working with your brain and manipulating hormones and making it think, you know, increase your GLP-1, make you yeah. think that you've got, uh, that you're not full or that you're not hungry. Yeah. Well, then comes terzepatide. That one is uh, referred to as Manjaro, and it's only approved for diabetics right now, but they're prescribing it for weight loss. Um, it's just not FDA approved for weight loss. Mm-hmm. So it does the same thing. They call it a dual something because it does the same thing with GLP-1, um, has the same effects as semaglutide, but it also has an effect on GIP, which is glucose-dependent insulinotropic polypeptide. So it works in two different ways. So within like the last eight to 12 months, we've had this FDA approval on this medication that's been the best weight loss medication that anyone has ever seen get approved. And then very quickly, one came on that does that and something else and makes it like so much better. Yeah. And yeah, so um, the GIP enhances the action of GLP-1. So basically it tells the brain that you need to stop eating. The, the way that I kind of wrote it out is that uh, semaglutide is like having a fellow in your brain telling you to stop eating. And terzepatide is like having two fellows in your brain yelling at you to stop eating. <laughs> so it, it's the same thing, but like more intense. Yeah. yeah. And the side effects are um, less, like there's less likely that you'll have side effects. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. um, 22.5% weight loss over the course of a year is what they saw in Dang. research studies. That's of total, you know, of your body weight. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And uh, I started taking semaglutide about, I don't know, six months ago. And I've lost about 10% of my body weight in the last six months. And then I plateaued. And then I started uh, terzepatide like last week. So I'm interested to see how that works. Yeah, that's cool. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it just makes you feel kind of bloated and full all the time. Yeah, I don't know how you are. But for me, like kind of going back to the whole weight loss being not difficult. Um, I, I guess I get into routines or I get like, I find a, yeah, I guess it's a routine and I can, I can just eat just because it's part of the routine. And like, I have no desire to eat this or to go get something, but just because it's that time of day or because I stopped somewhere um, I even heard something about caffeine. Whenever you consume caffeine, the things that you do either just before or just after kind of are your brain rewards those activities a lot more highly. Yeah. Because of the caffeine. You think it like it tr- like your brain attributes those things to why it's got the energy or the alertness? I think so. Huh. I think that that, that maybe because I drink energy drinks. And so like on the way home, something that was really, really hard for me was to get an energy drink or to get some type of caffeinated beverage to make it home on the drive and not get something else, like not get a bag of chips or taquitos or a slice of pizza or stuff. And you're talking about from a gas station too. So it's not even good taquitos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. (laughs) QT's got some really good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nah, this it's it's kind of all trash, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like for me, I I have a I think I have a very addictive personality, and so for me, food is just an addiction, and it's very very hard, yeah, to stop, yeah, yeah. I 
I believe it. I believe that that is a real thing. I mean, think thinking back to when I smoked cigarettes and was a truck driver, I could go, uh, you know, I could go, if I didn't drive, I could go the whole day and maybe smoke, I don't know, a quarter of a pack. But anytime I drove, it was like a chain smoking machine yeah. and it was driving. And then for years, driving was the trigger. Anytime I drove, I wanted to smoke. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of similar. I, you know, my brain was wanting one thing because I was doing another. So yeah, you're ingesting the caffeine and you need the taquitos. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the only reason I was saying that was, I wonder how, like, I'm interested in how it would be for me or others who may be like me just because of it being the routine, like not really feeling I can eat and I don't even feel hungry. Yeah. And I'm just doing it because it's my routine. Um, So I wonder with taking these products, would it still feel like, would I still be able to, or would it make it easier for me not to eat? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, Oh, I oh, I get what you're saying because you already eat and you don't feel hungry. Right. So what I would say about the semaglutide, I don't have enough experience with the Manjaro, but the semaglutide, um, it's uncomfortable to eat. Uh, okay. So uh, I mean, because obviously I I do the same, but it it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, um, mm-hmm. kind of like you just had Thanksgiving dinner and you're full of gas uh, and you just want to take a nap. Yeah. So it kind of goes one step past that. I'm not hungry, but I could eat. And it's like, I'm, I'm really full Yeah, and I'm, okay. I'm not even thinking about food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it really, for the most part killed that. And there were times, a lot of times where I would have to eat just because I hadn't eaten anything. I don't usually eat breakfast mm-hmm. and it would be three o'clock and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to fall out. And it's because I haven't eaten since yesterday. Oh, so dang. there were times whenever I would have to do that. Um, some of the, the more, the stronger uh, habit eating. So like for me, for example, and I know I'm going to get a bunch of crap for this, but I, you know, I eat at like nine, 10 o'clock at night sometimes. Mm. And if I do, a lot of times it's going to be what I call dessert cereal. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get a big old bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Mm. And uh, it, it was strong enough to kick that more often than not. But I still did it sometimes, which, you know, moderation, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. Yeah. But for the most part, it it wasn't something that I did as often as I was doing before. Okay. Gotcha. Everybody needs to get off my back <laughs> for that. Man, I think I've developed, we did uh, oat milk. We yeah. drink a lot of oat milk now. Yeah. I started eating that cereal right before bed. Yeah. Again, I don't know, I guess this last month. And I think I've developed an intolerance to dairy. Really? Because it tears my stomach up. Just from the oat, like from oat milk specifically? No, we, I started buying 2% just so I could have cereal. I can drink cereal with oat milk. It tastes so much better with regular, like whole fat milk or 2%. Are you implying that, like, is, does whole, if you're lactose intolerant, does whole milk affect you more than 2%? Uh, I don't know exactly. I haven't been drinking the milk again but i stopped drinking milk for a long time um i don't know it's been years since we've been drinking oat milk almond milk uh coconut milk all that stuff yeah um so just recently i was consistently like maybe three or four nights out of the week drinking it's mostly been two percent it's almost all been two percent 
Um, but I think it's just not having so much dairy and then reintroducing dairy again Yeah, has been bad for my stomach. So what's your plan? You going to keep doing it? No, I can't. I tried I, to push through and <laughs> Amy is very upset at me. <laughs> I have a hard time with that, you know, because I like ice cream. I, I don't like milk, but I do like milk in my cereal or, yeah. you know, with what cookies or whatever. So I, that's something, um, it bothers me too, but I just keep on trucking. Yeah. I've adjusted. I really like oat milk. Um, it, it took a while to get used to almond milk, but yeah. oat milk real quick. I like oat milk. It's closer to cow milk. Uh, I wouldn't even say that. Oh. I just, I, <laughs> I like really cow's milk is delicious. Yeah. It tastes great. I, uh, I don't think anything replaces that, but, um, oat milk is really good. It's a different texture, different flavor, but it's good. Do they have, uh, ice cream based in oat milk? Yeah. We, oh man, I can't remember the brand. I think we get it at Tom Thumb, but it's, it's some pretty good stuff. Tom There's, Thumb, where do y'all go for a Tom Thumb? Right by the house. Really? Yeah. Uh, right there in Heath off of. Oh, you going to Rockwall, like the Rock Rockwall direction? That Rockwall side, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, but it's like a caramel oat milk based. Maybe I'll try it. It's delicious. I've really, I've gotten really into um, overnight oats, mm. and even if I forget to put them together before the day before, I'll still somehow make it work. Like it's yeah. become a dessert almost for me. Yeah, and it's just plain steel cut oats with a little bit of milk and some Greek yogurt, um, cut up strawberries, and maybe a little bit of honey or stevia, one or the other. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's the kids, the kids have asked me this week or not this week, but when they were out for Christmas, they were seeing me eating it and they're like, that looks good. Is it good? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think you would like it. <laughs> I love it. It's kind of like a sweet, it, it, you know, kills a craving, but I don't, I don't think y'all would like it. Yeah. They didn't. They oh, they it. didn't? No. Oh, okay. I mean, like it's not bad, but I don't think that they would appreciate it the same way I have grown to appreciate it. Yeah. Cause it really is. It's almost, it, when I think about it, it's like, it's not sweet. It doesn't yeah. taste sweet. It's strawberry sweet, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but it, it replaces a sweet in my brain. Yeah. Maybe it's the semaglutide. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to take some, uh, Facebook questions. I've got a couple of, a couple of good ones here. Just awesome. one. No, I don't know. We'll see. So Orlando says, did TRT improve your anxiety and confidence? Maybe it's the fact that I'm autistic, but all my life I've been prone to being anxious when interacting with others, regardless of how many times I do it. I'm 38, and even if I'm relaxed, there's still a slight anxiety underneath that's probably unseen by others, yet I feel it. Maybe I'm just a nervous person, but I have noticed my anxiety has gotten worse compared to 10 years ago. I feel more confident. I feel more confident than when I was younger. Uh, from just from life experience and maturing, but I'm still anxious. I'm also more prone to being fearful that some, but I'm also more prone to being fearful than some, but I fight it and contain it. I wish I was like those guys that seem to have no fear and nerves of steel. That's life, but who knows? I have a much, maybe I have a much bigger wiener or higher IQ than them. So (laughs) clearly I didn't read through the entire question. I just related to the first part. Um, he actually keeps going. So many folks focus. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, no, that was my response. So what I would say to Orlando, <laughs> I don't know about his wiener, yeah. but um, 
So I relate to that. Before before TRT, I was a super anxious person. I didn't function in social circles. Um, if I went to a party, like a like, I can specifically rem- remember when I was like twenty three. I went to uh, my girlfriend at the time had just started graduated college, started teaching, and we went to like a Christmas party at one of her coworkers' houses, and that was the first time that I really started interacting with grown up strangers mm. um, on a semi-regular basis because I was being introduced to this whole new, more than one circle. You know, it's like you're a kid and you have your circle and then you grow up and it's like, oh, you have to go out in the world and make new friends. Yeah. And I can just remember like how, how I felt in times like that. And it would end up causing a fight uh, between me and my girlfriend at the time because she thought that I just hated her friends or that I was just a dick. And I, it, was, it was crippling. It was paralyzing, you know, um, like the kind of guy that could make the entire room think that they were cooler than everyone else. But really it was just that I wanted to go cry somewhere because I had nothing to say to anyone. Yeah. And what I would say about TRT is that, yes, it has drastically improved my anxiety. Um, I still get it. I was anxious all day today thinking about podcasting with you with underlying tension and uh, an up forthcoming talk that, you know, we're going to have with our brides. Yeah. Um, but um, for the most part, I'm able to do stuff like this. I'm able to lead it at my day job and, you know, meetings and meet people and stuff like that. And it's no big deal. Yeah. That was one of the big things that you mentioned early on that I look forward to. Yeah. Cause I've, I deal with a lot of that. Really? Also. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I'm able to uh, express myself and like kind of get over it, but inside it's it's hard. Yeah. And then even if I'm talking to somebody and then all of a sudden there's a lull in the conversation, yeah. it's just like holy crap! I got to get out of here. Yeah. Or like, feels like it's been they 10 think minutes. like I'm an idiot or whatever. <laughs> I don't know all these thoughts, but yeah. yeah. So part of it, I I know I recognize part of it is just not caring as much. Mm. Um, I cared too much before. And now if there's a lull or I guess even if you think I'm an idiot, I can handle that better. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it helps in so many different ways. I'm, I'm going to post a link to, uh, an early YouTube video that I did because the problem that I have, um, is that the vast majority of people on TRT or researching TRT or, uh, the clinics that treat for TRT, they're they're doing it for the physical um, aspects and maybe even not just all physical, but the things like fatigue or libido, that kind of thing. I am all about the mental health benefits um, because that's what I experienced most. Yeah, and uh, it's it's tough being um, a, a leader in this field and being the only one I'm, I'm the only one that I've ever come across that feels that way. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with the, the gym benefits or the physical aspects, you know, the physique or the, the energy is great, whatever, but that's not like my first, um, that's not the most important thing to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I made a video a couple of years ago, just kind of talking about myself before TRT and after TRT. So I'll post a link to that in the uh, show notes. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's all I got. Nice. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. 